Hey, Nikki. Hey, Selena. Welcome. Welcome. To my house. (laughs) And welcome, everyone. Welcome, y'all. Welcome to my house as well. (laughs) You're in Selena's closet right now. Yeah, it's nice in here, I guess. (laughs) It's as long as you don't think about it too much and you're tripping over a lot of things, maybe. Uh, Well, it's been a while since we've uh, done this. It's like riding a bicycle. Like maybe after the third or fourth fall, I'll feel like I'm back in the swing of things. Oh, well, that sounds dangerous. (laughs) But yeah, it does. It takes a minute just to kind of like whatever. Also, it's nine o'clock in the morning, so... It's very early. Um, yeah, but we can't pretend like we're not normally doing stuff at 9 o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's no, just a weekend. Beauty sleep. I think it's different because it's a weekend. Like usually at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, I tend to be in my pajamas drinking coffee or at least in workout clothes lounging. That's why I wore my loungewear. <laughs> Selena's in her cruise wear. Yeah, where, okay, like normally I'm in a tux or something. <laughs> I sit here in a, in a three-piece suit. <laughs> it's lovely. That's what I like to podcast in. Yeah. Um, so my favorite thing is now, ever since like pandemic where it got like, you know, it just made me even slouchier and worse is like, um, I'll come home. I'm definitely in leggings and a tank top and I'm like, Oh, I got to change. Gotta get my cozies. <laughs> I do something very similar. I'm usually in some version of workout clothes. Although I usually do at least put on a pair of jeans for work. I don't, yeah. a lot of people think that's weird, but it like, Yes. It makes me feel pulled together. Yeah, but I find that there's a brand of people out there who are really comfortable in jeans. Yeah. I'm just not one of them. I'm not particularly, like Kyle's comfortable to the point where he will like sit and watch a movie in jeans, like just laying around the house. What is that? I yeah, I don't know. What I is was that? actually going to ask you because yesterday we did meet up briefly mm-hmm. and I was in jeans. You were in jeans. I almost commented, but I didn't want you to think I was. Which is, it's weird though, right? Unusual. Yeah. Every time it's I wear unusual. jeans, it's weird. Unusual. But I'm telling you, like, ever since I, like, signed up for Stitch Fix. Oh, were they Stitch Fix? Yes. Uh, Everything that's Stitch Fix. I think it's because everything has, like, a nice, relaxed waistband. (laughs) Although, like. (laughs) Are they maternity jeans? (laughs) I would totally wear maternity. That's the thing that gets me. It's, like, still, like, they're they're a little tight through the hips. And Mm. I just don't find that to be, like comfortable to like sure. lay around in. It's sure. almost like I have to get used to it. Like podcasting for the first time after a month or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. Well, jeans. Jeans. It's a thing. They're a thing. I'm wearing them. They, it is kind of weird that jeans have stuck around in fashion as long as they have, you know? They're just so practical. Yeah. Like they match everything. They're kind of warm, but also not like so hot that you're like, I can wear jeans in the summer. I prefer not to, but I can. Yeah, you can. And it's like acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And then they're all different styles. So like if you like, you know, I, my biggest excitement recently was that flare leg jeans are coming back into style slash are in style now. And Definitely. like between a boot cut and a flare leg is my preferred milieu. Mm-hmm. That's where I like Ooh. to be. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I saw them, I was like, yeah, I'm getting a pair of those. Yeah. I've, I've got a couple of flare pants and I, I haven't worn them yet. So. Oh, dang. It's time. Yeah. It's time. But I'm in leggings so much. I and see. I, I am not a leggings person. I I, I'm so weird like that. And like working out in leggings, I don't like either. Oh, I don't do that. They're hot. They're like stuck to your. Look, like, you talk about I'm leg like, I Never use leggings for working out. They're oh. only for sitting. They're, they're my Isn't clothes. that what they were invented for? Just sitting around. I think they're too tight for me. Same problem yeah. with skinny leg jeans. And I wear skinny leg jeans, but I don't enjoy them the whole time I'm wearing them. These flare leg jeans, man. Yeah, it's glorious. They're like wearing sweatpants, except this, the waistband's a little tight. This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. They're like, you're like, oh, cool. Anyone can look good in that. Oh crap. Mm. Okay. So yeah. That's happening. Yeah. Anything you've been up to you want to talk about? You want to tell me anything? No, you have more exciting things you've been up to. No. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, uh, well, I just got back from vacation is what right. Nikki's referring to. Right. So I may or may not have said that I got Casey a cruise for his 40th birthday here. I know you know. I'm not sure you said it. Do they know? Do y'all know? I hey guys, do y'all know? Yeah. Did, did we talk know? about it? Yeah, I can't remember, but, but we did. Um, so we went um, on a, a cruise for a week, and we just got back last Saturday. Um, and so she looks so well now. rested. So well rested. I would say tan, but Selena doesn't get tan. No. She stays covered up with sunscreen. That's correct. She's very responsible in the sun. 
Yeah, I'm the only person who never comes home from vacation with a tan. Are you going to talk about your vacation later? You want to not talk about it now? We'll save it. Oh, what are we saving it for? I don't know. Oh. You're not sharing as many details, and I don't want to push you if you're not ready. Oh, my bad, my bad. No, 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 no. I'll go ahead and talk about this now, because I'm. I, this won't factor in later. Okay. Not really, believe it <sighs> or not. Thank God. Yeah. So, um, we had three stops in the Bahamas, Jamaica, and Labadee, which is a private island that the cruise line owns off of Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say that was actually my favorite. Hmm. It may be because I miss Jamaica. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In all fairness, I want I want to be like, because I had such a good time the night before. I was just too hungover, but I got food poisoning. That's what you want to say? I mean, I, that sounds way better than like, I got food poisoning. I don't know. Hungover and food poisoning are kind of in that same category for me. But it, well, I was going to say at least one led to fun, like at least one was a fun time that led to a bad time. But honestly, I was oh, that's eating true. a lot and that was a fun time for me. That was a fun me. time. Yeah. yeah. So unclear what it was. And maybe it wasn't food poisoning, but. It had all the classic symptoms, all the telltale signs of a good poisoning. So this is my third time hearing about your trip, and I've never actually (laughs) asked you what kind of activities did they have on the cruise ship? You could rock climb. Okay. They had a dry slide, which sounds so weird. Ouch. Well, you go down on like a mattress. Seat oh, okay. Like not an so like at the mattress, but like, like at a the fair bean bag. I was gonna like say that. when you're on the but huge. Okay. Huge. Like I, this thing was so much bigger than the other cruise ship I had been on before. Oh, so, um, there was like an outdoor stadium movie theater situation. Did you guys go see a movie? Uh, I wish we had. They played Maverick, and oh. I think they played it during our dinner slot. Oh, a later. Um. I also played the latest Thor movie, and I would have been good seeing that as yeah. well. But um, I just missed that altogether. You sort of run out of time, don't you? I think our crew spent most of their time in the casino. Oh, God, which I hate that so much. I was so bored. Uh, like, with that. I mean, I'm sorry, because that's no offense. Like, if you love it, you oh, love yeah, it. Oh, yeah, no, but it's for me, just not uh-uh. The not last fun. night, though, I did play a little... Um, like video poker with Casey Mm -hmm. and then I did finally play slots and he made fun of me because he was like just go anywhere you want and I was like can we just leave if I just do something Mm -hmm. and he was like absolutely so I was like perfect um so I walked all around like looking for things and then I saw this spot and everything was really nice and bright and colorful Mm -hmm. and then there was no one there and I was like, ah, beautiful. Sounds like my corner. And I walked over there and I went to like the high stakes slots or whatever. Oh, And he was like, of course. (laughs) You and I, I, we were on the same page until you said high stakes slots. I find my way to the penny slots. I'm like, ooh, this seems, oh, a penny. But I didn't know. Right, for sure. Yeah, like I was, and he was like, you're so funny. You think that gambling is so silly, and then you go to the high stakes. And I was like, first of all, I didn't know. Second of all, it is totally true to my personality. There's not a soul over here. Third of all, I'm being nice right now because it's your birthday. There were a lot of older people in the casino. These people could get down. Oh, yeah. They're way cooler than me. I was like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go to bed. I'm to go to bed. And they're like, I mean, they're just living it up, just smoking it up. That was the other thing, too, that I, like, walked in there. I was like, and, you know, honestly, okay, you've never smoked a cigarette in Mm -mm. your life, right? Okay, so me, ex-smoker, you know who the worst people are, right? Mm. Ex-smokers. So I walk in there, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) How could anyone ever? They're charring their lungs and mine. (laughs) These perfect lungs. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, oh, hairball. Uh, So, yeah. Um, But I actually won 20 bucks. Nice. I was up to 40. Because he was like, just bet $20. Just do it. Okay, so I was up to 40 I wanted to walk away. I was like, no, I just walk away. Six hours later, I was down (laughs) $7,000. I was like, actually, I'm in debt now. I've got to leave. Um, So um, I I was up, and I would have walked away. But he he was like, Selena, just just Gosh darn it. Just play. They always do that to you. Yeah, and then I lost it. That sucks. So. All of it? All 40 I think just 20. Okay. So I even Steven did, I, I think. See, it's, it's, that stresses me out. That's right. And so Kyle's, yeah. Kyle loves to gamble. He, he absolutely. He's a poker player. Uh, like roulette? He can play poker. He just doesn't. He likes roulette. He really likes, um, 
No, Roulette's the one he really I'm likes, I think. Out he likes Blackjack. This is, are you, Kyle, are you ready? Are you ready to vacation with Well, if Casey, Casey likes gambling. Casey loves gambling. On a cruise, that's Kyle's favorite place to be, is in the casino. And I think casinos are depressing. Would they be dangerous for one another? This is where I get Well, so what I was going to say is Kyle's rule is you don't spend anything you didn't expect to lose. So he oh, will put aside, yeah, he'll put aside like a pot of money and say like, I have two, $200, I was going to say $2,000, <laughs> I have $200 and that's my gambling money. And yeah. and he's really, he's got a lot of self-control this just in general. This gets dangerous, right? And Kyle doesn't drink, drink when he, motion. he doesn't really drink uh, when he gambles unless okay. they're free drinks. Fair enough. If Casey is sitting down and he has gotten a place at a poker table, he stops drinking. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, it's dangerous. Yeah, because he can't, I think everybody, like I went to bed early one night and I was like, I'm going to just level with you. This is boring. Mm, yeah. I'll get out. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, you hear me? And then, <laughs> and then everybody stayed. And then like his phone had gone dead. And my solution was, I'll just go back and charge it in the room. And then I realized I was like, this man is on this cruise ship and he doesn't have a phone or anything. And I was like, I have it. And I was like, what if he gets really wasted and like he's just sleeping in the corner slumped up and I did Oh, they'll thing. get him back to his room. Yeah. And I didn't um and I don't know why I thought like suddenly he would turn into this person who's just drunk out of their mind. <laughs> you know, you're like half sleepy. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then he he came in and he was like, Oh, they all left and I was just playing poker at the table. I was like, geez, okay. Aww. Um but he loves it. I know so Kyle would love that too. That would yeah. feel sad to me, but they and I that's think so too. That's I was why like, it's you great. sound very sad. That's why it's great to go with other people so that you don't get like stuck in a scenario where you're by yourself in my opinion it was a good group trip good because you could split up yeah i'll just tell you one more thing this is the only the only other thing i feel that like i I haven't told you and may or may not be interesting for other people to hear i'm sorry um is that in the middle of the ship they had something that they called central park and i just thought that you were on that ship oh yeah, that that's ship. a yeah, that's a cool ship. Oh, okay. D- you didn't have a room yeah, that overlooked the park then. Knowledgeable. <laughs> we we researched a lot of cruises. We this didn't. And my thing was is when when it gave me the option to choose the room, I look. It was like this place is quiet, and I said great. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like back near the spa. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's where I, I decided to put us in retrospect. Now that I see that Central Park was very quiet, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a party zone. Sure. And it wasn't. That's more like the promenade area. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was quiet, relaxing, it's so beautifully manicured with mm-hmm. all these plants. I'm like, how did you get there? There was a bar that was surrounded in glass and it would go up and down. Like the real bar slowly. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you could go in there and have drinks and you would raise up the cruise ship and then come back down. That's how the sundial in Atlanta got themselves in trouble by moving while people are eating. Isn't that the point though? That kid got hurt. Oh, I didn't recently? Uh maybe like within the last I mean within a decade. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, he got wedged between the table and the window. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if they well, actually I think I saw a kid in there. I don't know that. Um, I'm sorry. That's not the point here. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, 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 it's great. <laughs> Until that kid fell off. The right. Until the kid falls off the ship. It's great. Um, but you're in the glass. so It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, that one with the park in the middle looks really cool. The other one that looks cool to me cruise ship wise. I don't know any of the names of them. Um, but like the you can do a water slide and it goes off the side of the boat. Looks really cool. It's this one. It's this one? Yeah, that looks so. really cool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, that's the one thing I am upset about. I think I said this when I was giving, you know, you come back from vacation and at work, you have, that's your penance. Uh-huh. Like you have sure. To, you, your, have, your pain. <laughs> you have to tell us all. Yeah, um, and and that was one thing I was really sad about. Um, the line was really long when I was Oh, you did say that. I went back to the room, and I got, I got lost or something, as one does, mm-hmm. particularly me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I was just fed up, and I yeah. was like, I'm just going to go ahead and get ready. And then, like, Casey came back to the room. He's like, we're on the slide. I was like, oh, how oh, dare you? no. I think I'd rather him have been with another woman. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. That would have been, that, are you kidding? I've given that option to stay home from work. I'm like, have you seen Mad Men? Mm. Oh, God. oh, no. I mean, 
mean, I'm not serious, but I've, I'm like, oh, it won't hurt to float. I out there. would I'm have like, been devastated if they did the slide without me. Yeah, it was real sad. That sucks. Yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, so, but other than the food poisoning and the lack of slide, great trip. It was a great trip. Great trip. Did you have any, I remember you told me one time you went on a cruise and you got like, you went to the coffee bar like every day. I did. Okay, so here was the problem with that. I, a f- different cruise line, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm back then. <laughs> The person who made the coffees, like, was almost in the middle of the ship. Yeah. And so you were, it was, like, in whatever their promenade area okay. was. Okay. So you're always hitting that. hmm Now what they've done. Oh, no. Is they put in Starbucks. Oh. Oh. And even if you get the deluxe beverage package, Starbucks still costs you money. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Really? And so um, that's what's in the middle of the ship. Now, what they keep to the right of it is Lavazza on tap the whole time. Okay. What you guys can't see, I'm giving Nikki a big thumbs up because Lavazza is one of my very favorites. It's good. Um, and that's nice. But I wanted like some latte action. You wanted fun drinks. I did not get take full advantage of the refreshment package. Not really. I did do a lot of mocktails. Okay. But, but not like to get my money back. Not nearly what I would have had to do. But I think I really would have made myself sick because then you're mm-hmm. just really drinking a lot like juice and mixer. Right. <laughs> okay. That yeah. You can get And you were already sick. Too. Um, I was already sick. I couldn't be sicker. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got one latte the whole time, and it's because you had to go up to the buffet, mm-hmm. and it was on the 15th floor. <laughs> and you know I took the stairs the whole time. Yeah. I got really annoyed when people were taking the elevator. I was like, it's just 10 flights. <laughs> What's the big deal, <laughs> guys? I also take the stairs the whole time I'm on a cruise because I just eat so much. It and feels like the smarter option. Honestly. I also do not stand in lines. Like almost generally speaking in my life, I refuse a line. Yeah, so like, like the slide, line. I probably wouldn't have done the slide if there was a hint of a line. Right. And the same thing with the elevator. Like people just stand there. What are you going to do? Just like wait in line to get on this elevator when I could be like a quarter of the way there in the time it takes you to get there. Exactly. <laughs> it's just sense. It's just insane. <gasps> oh my God. And the greatest transition of all time. That was impressive. That now, was well Are you done. trying to back out of talking about something that's been going on for you that you want to tell? Because like. I don't have we anything. Talk about what's up with that. You have two children. You have everything. Uh, well, I mean, there's just uh, stuff. Just stuff. Okay. They got you running. Well, sure. Yeah. Y'all made donuts. We did. We've been, I made donuts quite a few times. Oh, um, okay. I tried oven baked donuts and then I tried air fryer donuts. Air fryer? The air fryer ones I had to make, I didn't have to make, I made with yeast. So it was like a much longer process. It took like almost four hours to finish that batch. So um, the baked donuts, you just put together the batter and like throw it in the oven. Um, so I, the air fryer ones, I think taste wise were probably better, but like Time-wise, the other ones were better. But you know what? Honestly, Selena, we really haven't been up to that much. And I'm glad because looking at the next, like, eight weeks, yeah. every single this weekend. All the things. All the yeah. things. Yeah, you're going to have things to tell us. Yeah, Coming sure. Short order. <laughs> Probably. want to hear all of them. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I Hopefully think. Hopefully no food poisoning, though. God, I hope not. I feel like I need to knock on wood right now while we're sitting here. We've had a really good run. Uh, we're taking all of our supplements. We are, like, fully. We're fully on everything so that we don't get sick. So we haven't been sick for a while. Um, yeah, you're taking the zinc, you're taking the uh the cocaine. elderberry. The, the, oh, sure. <laughs> what? That's right. Yes. Oh, wait, no. Yes. What's entry is that? Math, Math all the would, things. No, that would be insane. Oh, I have one more and okay. yes, I'd like this transition. Uh, the last thing I'll say is the, probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently is I watched a movie, an entire feature film that I had not seen before in preparation for this extra sugar to accompany this episode. Oh. An entire movie. Uh-huh. Okay. The, the eyes. <laughs> I secret. It's the eyes of Tim. Tammy Faye. Uh, because we're going to, spoiler alert, this week's extra sugar is all going to be about um, 
Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. So I watched this movie, which was made in 2020, I think. Jessica Chastain yeah. plays um, Tammy Faye. And I watched that in preparation for this segment. Yeah, okay. Right. I really put myself out there. Because you know I don't watch the movies very I often. I don't get to watch movies a lot either because I'm too busy watching TV. 10 hours of TV <laughs> at a time. Yeah, it's not because anything great's going on. I have seen that. So I'll be interested to also hear your take on it. So. I also started watching the new Night Court reboot on oh, Peacock. I see that, yeah. It is very funny. Okay, yeah. It is very, very funny. It totally like worth it's it. doing well. Okay, yeah, I need to check that out. But now I've messed up your transit, your multiple attempts at transitioning me. Night Court's me. back? That's crazy! <laughs> Perfect. So this week we are covering Designing Women, Season 4, Episode 7, Bernice's Sanity Hearing. Hulu describes it as such. When her niece tries to have her declared incompetent, Bernice enlists sugar bakers to come to her defense at the hearing. Air date November 13th, 1989. We're calling this one Some Like Dolls, Some Like Revenge. That was a very funny line. She's got you every time. So it was written by LVT and directed by David Trainer. So, general reactions. Uh, my first one is, yay! It's a Bernice episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What other observation matters? That's, that's true. Um, also, I'll just go ahead and say, spoiler alert, on rewatch, this might be my in my top five favorite episodes of the entire series so far really it's also a hulu essential episode for the season oh i didn't see that first of three okay yeah uh what about you so um i have a a few things so mary joe's recreation of tony and cassandra hall at the beginning um was I feel like another rail against like yuppie types or like new money that LBT seems to just really have. But like the California specific version, right? Very specific. Yeah. yeah there, there, it seems like there's just some triggers that she has. Like she really hates when people talk about money, which yeah. is like a really, I don't know that it's Southern. I think it's like an old fashioned etiquette thing. You just don't talk about money, but I think That's it's right. very prevalent in the South that that is something we don't want to do. So maybe it's like her Southernism poking through. Yeah, maybe. Um, she doesn't like when people talk about money. She hates when people use words like babe and like, um, buddy and stuff. I don't know. She seems to always talk about that. She really hates when people are like overly into the way they look or appear. It feels like we hear these things over and over again. So this episode, or at least that little skit at the beginning, that little bit was a reminder of that. Um, The whole episode kind of reminded me of that episode, um, maybe season three, where the cat inherits all the client's stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, It's like that idea of everybody looks a little crazy when you're missing the context. Right, yeah. Bernice is certainly quirky, but, like, everything they pulled out as her quirk was tied back to someone who is otherwise considered sane. I'll go ahead and say that uh, that's in my likes, and I really like that twist. Yeah. Which makes sense. I didn't think about it relating to the cat episode. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, definitely. And I I like that when things get turned on its head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My last general reaction was um, Suzanne's vacation. I was wondering whether she paid for it or not, and because um, Suzanne's still oh, supposed to be kind of on the skids money. a little bit, right? It's Well, I think that's become more and more unclear, you know, I think, yeah. or maybe like we just don't care. But maybe it's like a rich man that's on the trip. So that was the other thing I was wondering is if they like took her along. Probably, because we don't, re- it's weird. We're not really getting, like in the beginning of the series, I feel like we got a lot like, She's with this old man. She's right. with that old man. And that seemed to have dropped off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's a great question, though. The second point I have written down, and now I can't remember if I wrote this down like on first watch or if this is something that came about because of extra research. But it's this idea, and I, maybe you mentioned this recently, that like Suzanne's just sort of going to disappear for chunks of episodes throughout this season. And this feels like another example, another like excuse to get her out of the way. So like we, we shouldn't care whether she has money or not because that doesn't really matter because we're just trying to get her out of the way. Right. Like don't think too hard about that. Yeah, I think that's true. That was my last general. I have a couple strays. Okay. I've got a few more generals. Okay. Um, I was just wondering whether or not we need to talk about the difference between eccentric and actual crazy or insane. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's worth doing. So I was just going to say that for me, like, it feels like 
eccentricity is different because that's people who, let's just say they paint with all the watercolors, mm. you know, um, and maybe they take a different path to get to the same outcome as someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they ne- they're necessarily like a danger to themselves or others, not necessarily. Okay. <clears throat> and so I'll hold on to finding insanity because I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, but like, <laughs> But that, not that's, that. that, not that, like it does feel different. It feels like maybe it's someone who stands out among others. Mm-hmm. Does that feel accurate to you? Is I think that's, yeah, I think that's right. It's just someone who's, they call it like marching to the beat of your own drummer. Yeah. Like, again, you're not a danger to anybody. You know, Bernice never really put, I don't know, although she rides in Anthony's lap while they're driving, which is kind of dangerous. Um, but she's not like hurting anybody and she's not really hurting herself. She's just quirky. She likes the piano with the Beatles face painted on it. That's right. So I guess that's classic or the channel two news action. (laughs) Whoever it is, it's hard to say. Whoever. Uh, my last general reaction is, um, so this episode actually contains one of Julia's most iconic lines. It may be the most iconic after and that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to say, so I'm going to read the line, and then I want you to tell me if you feel like this feels true to your experience or not. She says, and just for the record, I think you should know that even if Bernice were crazy, that doesn't necessarily mean she should be put away. What are you saying? I'm saying this is the South, and we're proud of our crazy people. We don't hide them up in the attic. We bring them right down into the living room, and we show them off. See, Phyllis, no one in the South ever asks if you have crazy people in your family. They just ask which side they're on. Oh, and which side are yours on, Mrs. Sugarbaker? Both. (laughs) How does that feel for you? Yeah, I wish my mom were here to talk about this because I feel like she has some really colorful family members. That means they're yours. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know them as well as she does. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's so funny. She said some iteration of this line like several times previously, at least two times previously, like putting your crazy on the front porch. Right. Right. Um, And so it's, it's funny. I... I love it. I think it's hilarious. I don't I don't have any other context to know whether that's unique to the South or not. Um, it's just kind of normal to me that we all have a great uncle who has a wooden leg and plays the fiddle and sits on the front porch and plays for hours. That feels normal to me. Is, is that normal to you? Um, I can't tell if you're telling a real story or not. Or do- yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I love it. Uh, who had a grandfather who bootlegged? Is that normal? That feels normal to me. Um, I love it. I want you to keep going. <laughs> and so I was just going to say, it does. Like, the yeah. whole thing really rang true for me, especially yeah. when she said both. Mm. I was like, oh, you too? Now the other side's Midwestern, but hey, don't let you think that they're crazy running out <laughs> occasionally. So, um I, you know, it's uh, for everyone to know, I actually wanted to do something on eccentric Southern characters, but I just really couldn't find anything that was like, and it really surprised me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I would have had to go more of the Southern Gothic route, and mm. that's not really what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so, like, while I couldn't find anything to substantiate it, uh, it does feel more common in the South to me. It's certainly captured in movies and books. So, I'm thinking about Boo Radley. Yeah. I'm thinking about Weezer and Still Magnolias. That's the first thought I had when you said. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's an eccentric character. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's mean, and I love every inch of it. <laughs> I feel like it's just, uh, it's almost just sort of owning your quirk. Like, you and I, like you said earlier, met up for coffee. Um, and you said something about like, well, I don't want to be like, I don't want you to see all my weird quirks all at one time or whatever. And it's just like, sort of like the eccentric person just doesn't care about that. And they just like, all of us have quirks and weirdness. And maybe in Southern families, we're just more likely to just kind of like talk about it later, but not judge the person. Like we're like, oh, and so-and-so has been up to such and such, but I don't know. Yeah. It just seems normal to me. Yeah. I kind of like it. I think it's what gives us that color and character. Yeah. Um, and also, it's like laughable. That although I do think I hold back some quirks from people to you know you just give them a little give them a little something to look forward to. That's what I think. Seriously. Oh, I think um, a lot. What I would actually say is when I think about my family is sometimes they put it all out there too quickly, 
And that's always made me hold some cards back. Even okay. Though, so to you, you might be like, Selena's like the most. She's just the most. And I'm like, no. You haven't I'm seen the whole deck yeah. of cards back here. Yeah. Because I don't think some of my family plays it close enough to the vest. And I think that has been uh, some things that have made it tough on family members of mine. The other thing I think about when I think about my Love extended you. family, <laughs> when I think about my extended family, they all sort of live close to one another. So they spend a lot of time together. And I do feel like there's something to that in the South and rurality. Like you spend a lot of time with your family. And who are you going to be most yourself with? Your family. And so <laughs> my whole face just went blank. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm like, meanwhile, I move like really far from all of my family, but yeah. not close enough to see them, but close enough to create a loving distance. Sure. That's the northerner in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime I go visit my South Carolina family, it, it uh, both impresses me and also scares me because I am not like I don't have that level of comfort with most people in the world that I just sort of let my crazy hang out and it impresses me how comfortable they are with one another and so I think if you were a neighbor and you saw some of their interactions you certainly would think we're like a quirky family and we are but it's just that familiarity with family sure um and I I hate I didn't mean to take us down a, a rabbit hole but it just felt like um we had ourselves a southern opportunity there mm. and I didn't want to lose out on that because um we're not necessarily going that route with any of the segments that you and I have curated for this go round and um I think that southern eccentricity it um could be a fun thing to explore if we kind of figured out how to do that with mm -hmm. that in mind I would love to hear about your strays I had a few cut lines uh Charlene made a statement really early in the episode about killer bees which was cut but it helps make something Bernice says later in the lawyer's office make more sense. Um, okay. There were also some more cut lines when Bernice's niece came into Sugar Bakers and the women were talking with her. Mm -hmm. It was, um, they were really shortcuts, but a lot more like on the nose taking up for Bernice, um, defending her not as crazy, but as having kind of a unique sense of humor. So I feel like that might have tied things together a little bit more if we had been able to see all the cut lines. Okay. Um, and then, sorry, I'm going through my notes. Mary Jo's hair really looked good at the top of this episode to me. And I may have a picture somewhere. Yeah, um, I'm glad I wanna... fixed it. <laughs> Whatever was going on. Like, I want to see yeah. her as a redhead. Yeah. I just do. It's like, that's Mary Jo to me. Yeah. Uh, and two more things. One, just these are, I'm telling you, strays. Bernice was allegedly drinking the champagne from Charlene's baby shower, which was like four episodes ago. So, like, do they just leave it laying around, or is this, like, really old champagne she's drinking? I'm thinking. Because um, I guess my first thought was, like, there would be no champagne left over with my friends. <laughs> and, but then I'm thinking, like, I, I, could, I could see it. Like, I could see it there. They don't seem like big drinkers. Even yeah. Mary Jo. Like, she has three sips and she's drunk. But That's true. But, yeah, that's it, it, that may be, like, a little bit of a stretch. And then the last thing I wanted to say is, should we say anything about sunburns? Have you, do you have a running list in your head of your worst sunburns? It's so funny that you're saying that. My very first stray is Suzanne coming in all sunburnt was really almost like PTSD for me. It's awful, right? As a fellow fair skinder, mm -hmm. you must have like the running list of like the worst ones you've ever had. Mm-hmm. And every time, like, even talk of a sunburn comes up, I'm like, it's not like that time I was coming back from California. Had to request a special aisle in the airplane just to myself. Yes, I've had – Just it's, it's really, like, laughable, too, because I care so much about my skin, and yet I've had the worst burns ever. Well, it's probably why you care about your skin. It's one of a few. Reasons. Yeah. It's the only skin I get, unless we come up with something <laughs> real fancy. So, or you steal somebody else's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where the world's <laughs> heading. So, um, uh, so uh, I think the worst I've ever had was in Hawaii. Oh, uh -huh. um, one of the worst, anyway. And um, actually, Ashley, 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 thank you for rubbing aloe on my back when I got back. She still talks about it to this day about <laughs> how disgusting my back was, oh. and it was. Because was it my blistering? skin was coming off oh. and I feel terrible and I'm so sorry. And I know it really just, anyways, thank you. You're a good friend. That's what you need to know. Um, I have, 
what you should really do, and this is my friend Michelle who has told me several times, I don't do podcasts, so she'll never hear this, but um, she puts on a base of the lotion first mm-hmm. and then later comes back with the spray. Okay. And she's like re-upping. Mm-hmm. And I have taken that on. And one reason why is because I've had a few incidents where basically you're like in the wind and it's not necessarily getting on you. Right. You might think it is. Right. And I've wound up like a candy cane mm. with literal stripes running down my body. Oh, no. Super pretty. Super oh, pretty. no. And then I think one time, oh, this one was bad. <sighs> we went kayaking down Broad River. Oh. Okay. This is in Athens for those who don't live around here. And Athens shoulders is in Georgia hurting. for those who don't live around here. And Georgia's in the United States for those who don't <laughs> live around here. Anyways, it's a river. And... um. So we went kayaking and we went with a girl who I forgot sunscreen like an idiot. And she was like, just rub this cocoa butter on you. And like what? a moron, like a 22 year old moron. I went, oh, well, that's oh, something at least. Maybe that'll keep me Lord. moisturized. And let's just say the next day we kept all the lights very low. Oh. And I just had to lay there on the couch like. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a. Uh, if my skin ever recovers, that's all I have to say. So. You know, I, they found a, a questionable spot on my leg a couple years ago. And in the instant she said, we're going to biopsy this, all I could think about was all the terrible sunburns I've had in my life. Right. So, oh, we, tell us about some of them. Well, I think one of the ones that I always think about was we went to a Braves game. I feel like it was a field trip for school or something, but I was wearing shorts and I got sunburned from the short line to the knee. Yeah. And so bad, like bright red, like what didn't blister, but really, really bad. And the next day I went to school and I feel like maybe I didn't wear shorts to school or something. This would have been middle school. So, you know, the, like what you wore out in public was weird. So I feel like maybe I had a rule where I didn't wear shorts at that time. So I had to wear jeans to school. And that day they decided we were going to sit outside and enjoy our lunch on the curb. And so I was sitting there with my bright red sunburn on my legs, jeans covering it and sitting in the sunlight eating lunch. And I was so freaking miserable. (laughs) That hurts so bad. So just like I've had bad sunburns, but like memory wise, that one. And then I went deep sea fishing one time and had a a black shirt on, first of all. It was V-neck, short sleeve. Mm -hmm. And I ended up with sleeves. I still probably have the tan lines um, from that sunburn because it was so bad. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to tack on one more. I, I could go for days. I have so many terrible stories. So this is, actually, this one's for you, Sarah. We were in Panama City. We're 15. And she and I are both very fair-skinned and got burnt like lobster so bad. And I did something really weird where I got burnt like on my <laughs> lip. And I was like, what? It was like above it, but it like formed a mustache. Aww. And I was like, okay. And, then, and so she and I had to, like while our sun goddess greek tanned bodies were down at the pool the next day she and i had to sit and there's picture evidence of us and we're not very happy we're just sitting in the bed like all burnt to a crisp and like in linen pajamas it sucks (laughs) but won't sit on our skin too much and we were so mad because like spring break man Mm -hmm. you lose a day of spring break that's a big deal yeah you don't get those back trust me I haven't been sunburned like really bad in a while. Like occasionally my forehead gets burnt because I like right by my hairline, I don't take my sunscreen far enough up. But I learned that if I keep sunscreen on kind of consistently, I can one, be out in the sun longer, but I still develop a tan. It just takes a little bit longer. I think like I needed that trigger in my early 30s to be like, oh, I can still be tan and responsible. I don't have to be like covered up all the time. My thing is I forget to put on sunscreen now. And I also, I'm Kyle is very Mr. Sunscreen because he also is very fair skinned and burns really easily and cannot stand a sunburn. So fortunately he usually looks out for the kids because I just get so like in play mode when I'm at the beach or the pool. <laughs> I just totally forget about sunscreen. <laughs> I'm just like, let's go play. And they're like, Nikki, please come in and put on sunscreen. Literally, I was pregnant with Landon. I think it was. My father-in-law had to come out and he said we were all sitting on the beach and they voted me the one that had to come out and tell you it's time to put sunscreen on oh my gosh that's so funny i'm such a child well speaking of sunburns and suzanne's trip yeah can we do a sidebar yes yes let me find the music (laughs) 
It's a sidebar, Selena sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure, taking us on a detour. What you got, Selena? In Selena sidebar. Did you see my brain turn on? And I was like, oh, right, that's me. That's me. Uh, so in our 182nd minute, <laughs> I thought we'd sidebar. I wanted to, I'd love for us to join Suzanne on what we're calling her Urbat. And that is, according to Mary Jo, her international rich bitch alimony tour. Uh, Nikki, I'll let you decide whether or not you need to um, run over my B word there. <laughs> Uh, so this is what Mary Jo had to say during the episode. What is uh, some? Well, someone said, "What is she doing in Greece?" Oh, she's on some rich person's yacht near Scorpios. She says it's a vacation, but we think she's gone to pay her respects to the sacred ground where Jackie O got her twenty million dollar settlement. And then on her way home, she'll probably whisk off to New York to have a little meet and greet with Joanna Carson, culminating the international rich bitch alimony tour. So now I've given you two. I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> to be clear, Jackie O and Joanna Carson are no longer with us. This is meant to be tongue-in-cheek, not disrespectful. So come along with us. And first, sail with me, if you will, through the crystal clear blue waters of the Mediterranean to Scorpios Island, where we'll join Jackie O. She was initially bequeathed $250,000 a year after Onassis died in 1975, plus a quarter share of his private island, Scorpios again, and his yacht. The bulk of the money actually went to his daughter and a foundation in his son's name. So, like, I would take that amount of money, just to be clear. But you have to bear in mind that Onassis was a multimillionaire worth $500 million when he died. That's $2.7 billion today. For an apples-to-apples comparison, that means today she'd have gotten $1.4 million a year. Let's play that out. Let's math. Oh, no. She lived 19... I had someone check my math. Don't worry. Okay. She lived 19 years after his death. That would have totaled out to $26 million. Again, sign me up. I'll totally take it. Mm -hmm. But if you calculate the percentage of his worth, it's less than 1%. Now, let's take that and put it towards numbers a little easier to grasp. Let's say you have a friend. Friend gets divorced. They're promised 1% of their spouse's $100,000 per year salary. Your friend will get $1 a year. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? That's rough. Again, it's not rough, but it's rough. Also, he cheated on her, kept a mistress on the side the entire marriage, and frequently humiliated her in front of the press, including telling reporters exactly when and where she'd be on Scorpio so that they were able to get nude sunbathing photos of her. These wind up in Hustler. That's so mean. Hustler. Jackie O. Jackie Kennedy. Like America's That's princess. Awful. These uh, also from Hustler, they hit tabloids all around the world. Um, so, which I, this is something I never knew about, uh, but it happened. Mary Jo referenced the twenty million dollar settlement she received. This is actually from Onassis's daughter, and a few years later, after uh-huh. he passed, they were still married. In exchange, Jackie would not go after his estate, so no Scorpios as insinuated, but today that settlement would have totaled $97 million. So, Did I miss it? Why did he hate her so much? Well, I didn't really talk about that. Okay. Um, I think... I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I, I will link to an article where you can explore it a little bit more, more if you feel so inclined. I think there were a couple of things that happened. Um, one thing is, I mean, it sounds to me like from what I read, he pursued her, he got her and he lost interest. Oh, okay. So I think that's part of it. But then this letter hit the press of someone who was in Kennedy's cabinet that she sent a letter to like the week she got married to Onassis. And while nothing like, totally clear was said you could read between the lines that there was a romance there I think he was really embarrassed by that which I'm like well why don't you just go talk to your mistress about it right but anyways you know we are talking about men of a certain era so I Mm. think I think it just got really I think it just got really bad sounds like I need to deep dive it's it is a very interesting story I could I could have gone more but next we have to fly yeah we we don't have time for that we got places to go we gotta fly private of course. Well, sure. To the Big Apple. Ah. Where Joanna Carson's two apartments are. Both were part of her 1985, great year, beautiful, <laughs> settlement with the iconic late night host, Johnny Carson, as well as a home in Bel Air. 
a Rolls-Royce, Mercedes-Benz, 310 shares of Carson Production Corp., and residuals of any Tonight Show reruns from 1972 to 1979. All of this in addition to monthly payments until she was paid $2.8 million, and that would be about $6.8 million today. But here's the thing. A lot of really big settlements have happened since this time. I thought we could run through a few, but before I get to the ones that crept to the top of my list, is there any big ones that come to mind for you that you've seen in the press in recent years? Don't feel oh, pressure. Oh, jeez, yeah. Uh, oh, I, not off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, sorry. It's a There's going to be like, I feel like there, a Mariah Carey situation on there. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. And I don't know what that settlement looked like, but um, don't... Don't, that's why I said, don't feel pressure. Ah, oh, got some stuff. Okay. All right. So th- you may not consider these like celebrity celebrities, mm-hmm. but they are definitely larger than life kind of folks. We got Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh gosh, yeah, that's an obvious one. Almost immediately, right? Yeah. Living in twenty twenty. And then there's going to be the. Um, sorry to interrupt you. No. The uh, cut me off. <laughs> the Amazon guy, the Bezos. That's right. And the we'll Bezos get to that is. one too. Now it's going to make my my what I wrote a little funny, but. Um, <laughs> Perfect. No, no, it's good though. It's good though. It's good. It's good, guys. I'm still gonna read it to you. I did. All right. Well, actually, I cut you off. Um, I will not be cut off. You can't have me. I will not be silenced. (laughs) And that's what I love about you. We need that. It was a podcast, guys. (laughs) Silencing me. Uh, Okay, so they split in 2021. We're talking about Bill and Melinda still. The details of their settlement aren't public. Not that I could find even still today. I mean, we were talking about two years later, but still. But we do know that neither is paying spousal support. So that's one thing we know. When this was being widely reported on back in 2021, their net worth was around $152 billion, meaning they could, they could have each been worth about $76 billion following their split. Then late last summer, Forbes reported Melinda had sold more than $1 billion of the stock she got in the divorce settlement. So out of at least $6.3 billion of stock, different companies um, that were transferred to Bill, from Bill to her. So that's one piece that we know. Whatever the final numbers shook out to be, I imagine that Melinda's makes Jackie and Joanna's settlement look like me and you digging some change out of our couch cushions. (laughs) I was like, where is this going? What are we digging? What are we digging? I don't like this. Bodies out of graves. No. So hold up because Mackenzie Scott. Hold on to your pants. That's right. Mackenzie Scott has entered the chat. If you don't know her name, you know her ex-husband's. And if you don't know his name, Mickey spoiled it and told you. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let me answer. Let me add it. Let me add it. But you know his company. It's Amazon. They're probably leaving you a package right now. Go check your door. I think I have one coming today. That's right. You can see it from your ring. So the ex is Jeff Bezos. He and Mackenzie split in 2019. And she walks away with the, quote, the biggest settlement ever awarded in a marital split. She received $38 billion in Amazon stock automatically that's right not automatically automatically <laughs> making her the fourth richest woman in the world holy shnikes i'd forgotten about this i thought you were about to cuss and i was so <laughs> excited i've forgotten about this but in 2020 she donated an estimated six billion and at the time according to a vote a vote a vogue article experts said this might be the most ever given directly to char- charities in a single year by a living donor mm, so, i remember that and if you can't get enough, we'll link to a People article highlighting the most expensive and explosive celebrity divorces of all time. So, besides all the celebrity tea, Nikki, what did you like about this episode? You're so good with the transitions today. Uh, I have two things I wanted to call out. One you've already said, Bernice is back. We get an episode with her in it and she isn't crazy, which made me happy. Uh, And then I wanted to call out Mary Jo's physical humor in this episode when she showed Charlene how to get her underwear on while pregnant. That Mm -hmm. was really funny. Um, And then she did that really funny impression of the wedding pictures of that yuppie Beverly Hills couple. And she was like, in all the pictures, they're like, ah, ah, that was really funny to me. Yeah. I, yeah, I think everybody was really spot on in this one. Um, so it actually, there were so many things I liked in this one that I cut a bunch of the stuff that I said, cause I realized I had basically recapped the episode, <laughs> uh, but Bernice is at the top of that list. Sure. Some of my favorite lines were thinking that her <coughs> niece Phyllis's son's names were Dick and Dick. Dick and Dick. 
versus Dick and Nick. That was amazing. Her niece's gift, the hat, Julia says, it's an interesting hat, to which Bernice says, no, it's not. Stupid hat. But I don't want to hurt her feelings. And I like super relate to that and it's hilarious um confusing phyllis saying she wanted to have her declared impotent <laughs> with incompetent you mentioned this early but when she is drinking champagne right before her competency hearing and then pulling out a hidden bottle of gin should i be drinking gin instead yeah i mean just mm, just perfect uh mary joe's line uh what case? It seems to me you built your case around two dicks and a hat, <laughs> which I will tell you I almost submitted as the name for this episode. I imagine that had to be a top runner for you. You know. But you know what? Sometimes you just like to let a sleeping dog lie. <laughs> just let two dicks and a hat go. You know? Just let it go. So, let it live in your heart. Yeah, and I just knew that would just make you so squeamish. <laughs> <clears throat> The judge walking in repeatedly on the women doing stranger things than Bernice ever has, and his reaction each time was absolute perfection. Um, her, her being Bernice, her summary is so good. She says, that's twice he's been here, and she's raving about some girl's breasts, and you're on the table jugg juggling imaginary underwear. I mean, oh my God. So Bernice good. isn't the crazy one. That's right. Then Suzanne's diatribe about the Swiss mistress on the yacht with her. Mm. She says. The Swiss miss, if you will. The Swiss miss. Oh. Now I want some hot cocoa. Well, for starters, she didn't wear a top for seven straight days. You know, just any excuse to go around naked and act like you don't speak English. If the sun came out, that top came off. If the sun went in, that top came off. If the moon came up, that top came off. And I tell you, in my whole life, I've never been so sick and tired of looking at one girl's breasts, which actually describes me every time I go to a concert. <laughs> I'm like, can everyone just put their boobs away? I have like not seen minutes. someone take their shirt off at a concert in a, two decades. Yeah, it's, ha it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. But also, like, that, we really still would you doing really that? be seeing that in, like, a Taylor Swift concert? I don't know, man. Wild nights. Um, my, uh, my very last one already covered, and that's just a twist at the end. She's yeah. not crazy. The rest of them are. It's true. Was there anything you didn't like in this episode? Not one darn thing. Me neither. Me neither. I think it was near perfection. Yep. And I guess that means let's rate it. We know it also that means. Yeah. So. Uh, my rating scale is arterial flow problems. Yep. I gave it a five out of a five. Same. I'm with you. I don't think there was much in this episode that I didn't like. And uh, I just love Bernice. And if you give me... A plot line all about Bernice and no distracting subplots. I'm just going to love that episode. Absolutely. Um, I gave it five out of five, two dicks and a hat. I was gonna <laughs> you still got to use it. You still got to use it. You will not be silenced. I will not. <laughs> uh, for me, this is a flawless episode, especially on rewatch. I don't think I, like, I needed a rewatch for this one to catch all the lines, I think. Mm -hmm. Um and all of the women, I felt like, were used pitch perfectly, really playing to each of their strengths. Every delivery is spot on, especially Suzanne. And I'm just going to say it. Alice Ghostly is a master of comedy, period. So funny. Period. She the is end. really funny. Yeah. Uh, we want to talk about some 80s things. I have three. Oh, okay. I gave you the three fingers. Okay. I'm going to count down. Uh, Dan Quayle who was the vice president under George H.W. from 89 to 93. Uh, Charlene wrote him a letter or something at the beginning of this episode. Um, so the reason I wanted to bring this up here is because she says something about like a, um, a mistake that he made. So at a young Republicans convention in 1989, he did in fact accidentally replace Bud Buzz Aldred's name with the name of a congressman convicted of being a sex offender. This was among many verbal gaffes he made, um, most notably misspelling potato in a spelling bee appearance. I knew that one. I feel like that's one you hear about I a lot. I remember that happening. Did you have anything to add about Dan Quayle? Uh, no, I think you, um, I found the AP News article where they talked about the mix up. And it's, I, the only thing I'll add is like you have Edwin Buzz Aldrin. And it's Donald Buzz Lukens. Yeah. Oh. So. Close. Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> it's got to be hard to do speeches all the time. I, I think it is. I, I, I think, um, I mean, even just doing this, I'm like, I say stupid, stupid stuff all stuff the time. Stupid stuff all you the time. You hear back and I'm like, I'm just cringing. 
Um, so, yeah. and that's not me commenting on politics at all. It's just no. I can I like can totally relate with where these people make these mistakes. Or, yeah, or just like how um, and this is happening to me with age. Hmm. But like I'm thinking one word yeah. and another word, another comes, word comes out. out. Yeah, hmm. and it'll be like close, like fool and folly or something. I don't know. But then yeah. it makes everything not make any sense. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I feel it. I feel bad. We, he he really. It's okay. Charlene was sending him letters. He's it's fine. true. He feels better. Um, I also wanted to mention Dr. Ruth. There was a Dr. Ruth um, mention in there. And if we weren't doing extra sugar on the bakers, I wanted to just like come up with one fun fact about her. And I ended up down a rabbit hole. If we weren't doing the bakers, I think she might be really interesting to do. Um, if you don't know who she is, she was a really well-known or is a really well-known mainstream media sex therapist. Um, and she like well into her seventies was talking about sex, which is like probably she was an older woman talking about sex when I learned who she was. Mm -hmm. And there's something like a little bit disorienting about that, but also like really cool about that. Mm -hmm. um, most, I think interestingly to me is that she was a survivor of Nazi Germany and um, just like built an entire life having survived that tremendous tragedy and is amazing. Are you ready for me to tell you something? I am. We have talked about this before. Cool. Um, but I am telling you that to say that you and I had the same reaction. Last time I said something similar. This is like three seasons ago. It's okay. <laughs> I should have searched notes. It's three. Why? It's three seasons ago. What episodes, Lena? Send them back. <laughs> but here's why. Because you've had that thought and I've had that thought. So maybe it needs to go on the list. That's yeah. what I was going to say. She's cool. Yeah, she is. Uh, the last one I was going to mention is Judge Wapner, another mm -hmm. cool 80s person. He was the first presiding judge over the People's Court, which is the longest running traditional court show in history. Don't you love People's Court? Um, I've seen it before. Okay. I actually really love um, Judge Judy. Mm -hmm. I really liked her. Mm -hmm. So uh, the show aired on and off since 1981, and they actually just announced that the 23rd season will be its final. There you go. I only have one thing in 80s. Oh. And it's the Sharper Image catalog. Oh, yeah. I don't know if the catalog part. And the Sharper Image part. Again, I think we talked about this before, but it's not really just 80s references. It's really dated references. Yeah. Which I should probably change the name, and that'll happen. Maybe season five. We'll see how it goes. See. When we officially get into the 90s. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Well, it's like in but You know what, episode. Selena? Okay. You know what, Selena? I know. I, I know. used to love Sharper Image. That was a highlight yeah. of going to the mall. Sure, it was a big deal. Yeah. Big thing. Uh, Southern things? That line about not hiding the crazy in the South. Mm. I jotted that down here. Yeah. Good that job. was the only one I had. Just the Channel 2 news team. Oh. Only because, like, that is one of our local news stations and I, how I think they would have referenced them at the time. So. <laughs> um, references we need to talk about? I don't have anything. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. I have the ones I needed to talk about, talk about, I talked about. Yeah, I think you caught some some of mine, so I will skip down to ones that we haven't covered, which is the McGuire sisters and the song "May You Always." They are both referenced in the episode. Why did I think I had the McGuire sisters? I don't know. You know but what? <laughs> maybe what? May you cut it. I probably cut it. Oh, all right. That is crazy. I tell you, that's a mistake. I read a whole gosh darn article, article? about them. Uh, well. Well, come on, tell me. Remind right. me. Let's see if we caught. Remind thing. me so I can catch it a few seasons from now. <laughs> yeah, but don't spoil what I'm about to say. I can't. I can't remember it. <laughs> okay, so the McGuire sisters were a singing trio of you guessed it, sisters. Sisters. Yeah, we also have a Phyllis on the episode, right? So that's why it comes up. There's Phyllis, Christine, oh, uh -huh. and Dorothy. Okay, yeah, I guess I could have probably taken that the other way, but I want to keep you in suspense. <laughs> um, Phyllis was the last surviving sister, but she passed at the tail end of 2020. Um, they were one of the most popular groups in the 50s and the 60s. They also sang May You Always. This is the song Bernice forgets she loves in the episode, which was also another really funny part. Uh, it was released in 1959, and it peaked at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yes. The other thing I really struggled with in this episode, and I just could not find it, there was the first time we ever met Bernice in season one, mm -hmm. the episode with the mom. Perky. Perky, thank you. Um, and I swear to you, I thought Bernice talked about her favorite song. And I well, went. Probably. Well, I went back and looked at the script and she didn't. And it is driving mm -hmm. me crazy that maybe I'm thinking of the wrong episode. Maybe. But I really what I wanted to do was crosswalk what she said previously was her favorite song with this one and make sure it tracked still. Because that's what I do. But you don't think it would track with Bernice, right? 
I, I don't know. She doesn't remember her favorite song from the beginning to the end of the episode. I guess that's true. So Fair if, point. If I was writing this, I would have written it to be a different song. It would have been a different song anyway. Well, it doesn't matter because I couldn't find it. And you don't remember it either. Mm-mm. Gosh darn it. You sure don't. Fine. Uh, but if someone out there remembers. Please tell me. Because you know, it, dro- it drove me crazy on this episode. I wouldn't be surprised, though. It does feel like maybe it's the episode where she gets married. Okay, we can't, we can't do it live. Um, or can we? Hang on, guys. We're going to dig into this. One. I'm just kidding. So, you know, sometimes we'll, like, go back and we're like, okay, but why? Why are we talking about the McGuire sisters right now? Um, you probably read this, but they started touring again in the mid-'80s, and they released a Greatest Hits album in 1989 so i could see lbt being a mcguire sisters fan Mm -hmm. and just kind of working it in because she loved world war ii and they were in that similar ilk of the um the anderson anderson's not right oh i want to help other sisters who are like the pointer sisters nope uh yeah it's the other ones we learned about before so many sister singing groups um you'll find it uh nikki's going on a mission everybody else listen up so going on a mission um i think i know what article you're talking about uh the vanity fair feature article from june of 1989 also came out it's called high roller the phyllis mcguire story the andrews sisters interesting good job do you know is that the article you? that sounds familiar Mm -hmm. okay so i i had a couple of things i almost did an uh selena sidebar on this lady because she's so interesting. Should I just to push me. the button? Um, <laughs> just like half of it. Um, I boiled it down to just two points. Though. Whoa! It was very hard. They're long points, but they're points. Oh, All right. So her biggest claim to fame, besides music, is actually her relationship with Chicago mob boss Sam Giancana, which wound up landing a serious blow to her reputation when the public found out about them being together in this in '65. So he has his own fascinating backstory with connections to the Kennedys, the CIA, and Fidel Castro. He was also murdered in 1975. Just a really interesting story there. Um, but I'll let it go. I was sitting here thinking that uh, that is right up your alley, all the mobster stuff it's, too. I didn't I didn't even process that when I, I read love. about that. I mean, I was flipping out reading about all of this. And I, d- I am familiar with him. I didn't know about his connection to her. So I got to tell you a little bit more about her mansion in Vegas. Oh, yeah, At least cool. a couple of things. Yeah. So it's equipped with a swan moat, a 40-foot ref- replica of the Eiffel Tower rising through the roof. Did you see the picture of that? No, you know what? I don't think I did. She's like, her, the leg of it is taller than her. Like one of the four legs for the Eiffel Tower. Nuts. Um, she had a nightclub with a dance floor in the shape of a piano, two guest houses, five gardens, a beauty salon, and a staff of almost 30. So we'll link to that article. It's worth the read, y'all. She's a fascinating lady. Um, yeah, I mean, my mind was blown. Crazy. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have one more thing. I had three points, but this one's good because it's going to come back to nostalgia for okay. us, for you and me. And it may be sure. You. I don't think I knew these songs. Like I went back and I tried to listen to some of their stuff, but I do kind of, and you definitely do too. The difference is, is we know it this way. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the the evening, pizza pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Bagel bites. So that was based on their song, Sugar Time. Shut up. When I read that, I have to tell you, I felt like such a vapid millennial for not knowing that. Oh, well. You know, sometimes you're just a vapid millennial. It's not Gen Z. They don't even know what bagel bites are. (laughs) (laughs) Or my kids sing the bagel bites song because it's so darn catchy. I had no idea it was based on that. Yeah. So aren't you glad? I'm I'm very glad. I'm 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 sorry, but everybody needed to know. You're making my life better one bagel bite at a time. I just assume there's not a big crossover. I bet you a lot of people of a certain age know about sugar time. And I bet you a lot of people of a certain age know about bagel time. But I don't think a lot of people know about both of them. We all have so much more in common than we give ourselves credit for. I want to bring the generations together. I want to hear a mashup Uh, of sugar time and bagel bite time. Anything could happen. Um, so, hold on. You said you don't have any other ones? Mm-mm. Okay. So, Mary Jo said... In me. No, I just feel bad is what it is. So, Mary Jo says, Bernice always looks like she stepped right out of a band box. I looked, at, I looked it up, and actually, that's come up recently, because I told you I've been reading Little Women. Oh, it was in that, uh, too. You already knew. And so, I had... No, I had to look it up again. Um, and so, I put it in my notes, and then it just felt like a bridge too far, so I pulled it out. And then here's Selena. <laughs> Coming in from the left. <laughs> Nikki cuts, Selena adds, yin-yang. It, it just means you're neat, 
spruce spotless. Mm-hmm. Um, but it refers to the little square linen tippet worn around the neck by ministers. The band box was a box in which clergymen kept their vestments, which were invariably spotless and neatly pressed. There's something you didn't know, need to know. I got one that I do want to revisit for an extra sugar at some point. And I already added it to the list. That's why I'm oh, saying okay. if you want to talk about Dr. Ruth, you got to stick it on the evergreen list so we don't forget. <laughs> Bobby Gentry is mine. They mention her and two of her songs, Ode to Billy Joe and Mississippi Delta. She's from the South and a retired American singer-songwriter and one of the first female artists in America to compose and produce her own material. What I think we can totally share here, because I do want to save the rest of the things that I learned about her for extra sugar, but I think we can totally share that Ode to Billy Joe is what made her famous, and part of that is because there is some mystery to the lyrics that Gentry has never revealed. Ooh. And you know how that piques anyone's interest. I love a mystery to lyrics that are never revealed by the artist. I know you do. So when we had a whole conversation, because this does bridge back to episode six, This is last episode where Mary Jo has a funny line about filling out paperwork for her gynecologist asking when she first experienced the onset of Menzies. And she jokes, oh, yeah, it was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta dawn or Delta day. I thought she was just being really poetic. Mm -hmm. It's from this song. Ode to Billy Joe. Ode to Billy Joe is where this comes from. And so I just thought that was a nice connector. And it's. It's almost like LBT and or Pam Norris are really smart. Yeah. I can, well, actually, I'm not. Obviously, they're really smart. Okay. So I'm not questioning that. But, but. I do. But I do. Actually, that is something I was wondering. Are they putting these little nuggets in there or are these nuggets just naturally happening as they go along or probably both? But I don't know. Anyways, just something there. Um, so I'll stop there. I, I do have a reference. But you know what, Nikki? No one ever gets to know about it. That You're going to leave a mystery? I'm going to leave a mystery. Oh. <laughs> I can't handle that. I can't handle that. You're going to have to. I can't. Maybe I'll tell you after. Easter eggs and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So fine. She's going to keep it a mystery. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, next episode, season four, episode eight, Julia gets her head stuck in a fence. We'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage. Instagram and Facebook at Sweet Tea and TV. TikTok at Sweet Tea TV Pod. Our email address is sweetttvpod at gmail.com and our website is www.sweetttv.com. On that website, you can find our show notes, uh, including references that we pull from as we put together the show. You can also find ways to support the show if you'd like. Um, Without going to the website, you can tell your family and friends about us. You can rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. But if you go to the website, there are more options for supporting us from the support us page. So come back Thursday for extra... uh Sorry. Yes. We could tell our Patreons what the secret was. I was going to make a joke about that, and then I was like, uh, I'm serious. Okay. Is that all the things that you won't say? I'll say them. <laughs> really? All of them. I, now I really, yeah, my brain's going a million miles a minute. And the secret password is, that's what I was thinking of. Is it um the cable guy where he says, and the secret password is. I've never seen that. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, what a what a loss. Uh, come back Thursday for extra sugar. We're gonna talk about um one of designing women's like we've heard the ref these people referenced several times throughout the iteration of this show. Uh it's Jim Baker as well as his wife Tammy Faye. And if those names don't ring a bell, you're just gonna have to keeping the mystery alive, you're just gonna have to come back Thursday and find out. I can't wait to hear this segment. It's a doozy. It's yeah. it's that was a it was a tangled web to unweave. I'm very excited. Well, you know what that means. What does it mean, Selena? It means we'll see you around the bend. Bye. Bye.